0: I've lived in and around New York City for the better part of a decade. And during that time, I've taken a lot of subway rides. In fact, just got off one here at 34th Street in Manhattan. It can be easy to take those rides for granted. Swipe your MetroCard, hop on, hop off, rinse, repeat. Well, last Tuesday, a morning commute in Brooklyn turned terrifying in the time it takes to go just one stop. I'm David Ryan, and this is the Sunday edition of CNN 5 Things.
1: I'm just into CNN breaking news here in New York. Police are responding to a shooting on the subway system in Brooklyn. <laughs> Authorities say James put on a gas mask yesterday morning, deployed a smoke canister, and began shooting fellow passengers. At least 10 people were hit, 20 were injured, Five of the victims were kids heading to school.
0: The other door to get into the other cart was locked. So we were stuck in the cart and there was blood on the floor. Miraculously, no one was killed. But this is an extreme example of the kind of violence officials in New York City say is becoming all too common. So let's dig into this and spend five minutes with CNN's Bryn Gingrash. She raced down to the scene in Brooklyn right after this happened. First of all, Bryn, Mayor Eric Adams and and the police have been saying, you know, for a while now that crime is up, violent crime is up, gun violence is all up. Is that true? Like, what does the data tell us about gun violence in New York City and, and more broadly around the country?
1: yeah it is true i mean since eric adams took office it's been up about 42 percent a little bit over 40 percent uh and it's not necessarily eric adams fault this is something if you talk to any law enforcement source that i've had conversations with this has been brewing Mm. but yes violent crime is up now if you compare the violent crime up in new york city it's actually not as bad as some other major cities are experiencing across the country but yes across the board especially in major cities Violent crime is up, and all of um, the leaders—not just on the local level in these cities, but the state leaders, and then of course federal—they uh, all really need to work together on this. And that's something that we've heard a lot from Mayor Eric Adams: is this isn't something that he can solve himself. Certainly, he can try to put things in place to try to help alleviate all the crime that's rising. But it's going to be a partnership across the board.
0: Yeah. So, what are the solutions here? You know, in this case, you know, suspect just kind of walked right on, dressed like a construction worker. How do you, how do you kind of stop that? What are the plans here from uh, New York City police, you know, to kind of stop some of this?
1: I think a lot of it right now is is going to be reactive, you know, and there are some proactive measures that we know the police department has taken to sort of help possibly stop incidents. But then, of course, there's a lot of incidents that we've heard about where it doesn't. And unfortunately, there are some major incidents that have happened that really have caused this perception uh, of how bad this situation might be. The the goal is we have put in place um, a major initiatives to deal with some of the systemic and historical problems we have had around feeding the crimes. And we're laying the foundation, uh, everything from our transit initiatives uh, to our anti-gun units, uh, to really informing the public uh, how to use the system in a safe way. We know. But we've, uh, you know, learned that the police department is adding more patrols to these uh, subway cars. They're trying to kind of get rid of sort of the homeless I- issue, the mental illness aspect of this that happened after the pandemic. Um, and then, of course, we know about that neighborhood policing unit that the mayor started uh, as sort of that next iteration of the going after guns on the streets. New York City Police Department has removed over 1,800 guns off the streets of the city of New York. 10% of them uh, were ghost guns. Uh, this is a real Herculean task that our police department is responded to every day. Uh, I mean, I the say, guns that York are flowing city, into major cities that they are seeing is it's astronomical. And it's not, again, just guns that are illegal firearms. We're also talking about this new thing about ghost guns. So they've got serious issues on their hands and there's no easy solution. And I think any lawmaker will tell you that.
0: And you mentioned the ghost guns. I know I've kind of heard that in the last couple of weeks. Can you explain to me exactly what is a ghost gun?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So ghost gun is a new uh, term maybe to us, Uh, to law enforcement. It's something that they've been sort of having their eyes on since about 2016. And essentially what a ghost gun is, is that anyone can go online or even to a gun show and buy the parts to make a gun, which you get in the mail. If you just purchased it online, there's 150 retailers online that even the NYPD has identified. Huh. You get what you get called a kit, and that's 80% of the gun is finished. So you basically get out your tools, and you can put together a fully functioning firearm at home. And so the stick is DIY. DIY, exactly. And the stickler to this, though, is that you don't need a background check to make that purchase. Those guns don't have serial numbers, so law enforcement basically says they don't know where that gun is born should it be involved in some sort of uh, incident so they can't uh, trace to where it was born and then sort of follow the path how it possibly got into the hands of someone who is you know committing a crime just like we saw in this recent case they were able to track a gun because it had a serial number uh, to James buying it and it's a very big part of an investigation that's not the case with ghost guns. You know, initially, law enforcement was seeing these ghost guns uh, in sort of takedowns of criminal activity. But even more recently, we've been seeing them on school property. I was two classrooms down from the bathroom where the gun went off. I actually talked to um, a a girl who's a senior now at Magruder High School in Maryland, and a ghost gun was used by her classmate to carry out an attack on another classmate. Honestly, at the time, on January 21st, I had no idea what a ghost gun was. And that was the first time she had ever heard about ghost guns, and that was just earlier this year. How much has that knowledge of a ghost gun impacted any sort of anxiety you may have had about gun violence in schools in general? was a new layer of fear I didn't know I needed to have. And I actually talked to the DA of that county who told me just this school year, they've recovered five ghost guns on school properties in that county. I mean, that's incredible if you think about that. And then we just had this incident in New York City where a 16-year-old was killed. She wasn't the target of this shooting outside of a Bronx high school, but uh, police believe the person who committed that crime used a ghost gun.
0: Wait, Brent, this just sounds wild to me. You're telling me it's perfectly legal in some places to order gun parts online, get them delivered to your door. You can put them together in your bedroom without getting any kind of clearance for that. Like, are, are there any places actively trying to stop this?
1: There are 10 states in the country and Washington, D.C., who have actually put some sort of regulation on ghost guns. But the Biden administration actually took a huge step uh, just this week. These guns are weapons of choice for many criminals. We're going to do everything we can to deprive them of that choice. We saw how there's sort of a modernizing of what a firearm definition is um, within the ATF. And that's a big deal because that means that going forward, they're going to take steps to try to um, make these guns illegal, just like regular illegal firearms. All of a sudden, it's no longer a ghost. It has a return address. It's going to help save lives, reduce crime and get more criminals off the streets. So hopefully in the future, what these rules change is that there needs to be a requiring of background checks. There needs to be serial numbers on these parts if they're going to be purchased. Uh, So this is certainly a step forward, uh, but I think you can talk to many gun advocates who would like obviously much more additional steps taken when it comes to uh, the purchasing and the use of illegal firearms in this country.
0: Okay, so after all that, what is the mood in New York City after this attack on the subway and these other violent incidents that have the mayor so concerned? Like, how are people dealing with this as they go about their everyday lives?
1: I think it really depends on who you ask. You know, you might get the variation of a person who says, I'm a New Yorker, true New Yorker. We live through everything. And then you get the person who, you know, yes, is concerned. Since yesterday, I've been really terrified because of... What happened also whether it be hate crime incidents or just random violent incidents or an incident on a subway, it does feel like that things are not going in the direction where people feel safe. All I could say is I just pray I get off the train safely. It
0: makes me not want to ride a train ever in my life.
1: And I think that's the big thing that Mayor Eric Adams kind of addresses is that even if violent crime isn't as bad as it used to be, so to speak, in New York, the perception of it being bad isn't good. Mm. And that's something that they are going to have to figure out how to handle, how to get a real real grasp on this. And again, he always has been saying, we need help. This isn't just a localized problem. Uh, when you're seeing this kind of violent crime happening so much, so fast, especially in major cities, uh, it needs to be a federal issue as well.
0: And there in New York City, thanks so much.
1: All right, thank you.
0: We'll be right back. Welcome back. Here's something else happening this week. Friday is Earth Day. And yes, I know, every year it seems the holiday gets more and more grim as scientists warn that we're running out of time to reverse the most serious impacts of climate change. However, a recent UN climate report provided just the tiniest bit of optimism by saying we do have the proper tools like renewable energy sources and they're getting cheaper by the day. But that hope was short-lived. That same report said political will and the usual reliance on fossil fuels are still standing in the way of taking full advantage of them. The Sunday edition of CNN 5 Things is produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey, our senior producer is Muhammad Darwish, our supervising producer is Greg Peppers, and the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. Special thanks this week to Lynn Tran. Remember, you can get five things all week long right here on this podcast feed or on your smart speaker. All you have to do is say, play the news from CNN. It's super easy. Check it out. I'll talk to you later.